Welcome to everyone's favorite podcast, It's Reclaimed Audio, with your hosts, Phil Pinsky, Phil Roots, and Tim Sway. Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of Reclaimed Audio. This is episode 135 for June 6th, 2018. Wasn't that last week's episode? No, that was 134. This okay. week's top Patreon supporters are Make, Build, Modify, Stu Morrison, The Godfather, Jimmy DeResta. Dishes. Dishes, Jimmy DeResta. <laughs> let's, let's leave the impressions to me. Scott Turner, Greg Mead, Chad Grossclaws, Shane Bronson, Keith Decent, Ryan Ridgely, Jeff Shaw, the man who made me a shop apron, and I love it. Infinite Craftsman, LiquidRC.com, Mike Jeffcoat, Jim Bashirs, Brad Dudenhofer, Paul Jackman, the boys over at Maybe I've Said Too Much, and John Made It. What? So, uh, uh, oh, no, go of, ahead. You say things. I'm sorry. Just real quick. Uh, the knock-knock joke was from Drew Galipiao, and it was Gallipo. We, lo- Gallipo. we loved it. Uh, I, well, so. Phil, you should do the joke. Okay, we, so, the, he is one. Go ahead, Phil. Go ahead. Oh, okay. He goes, knock, knock. Who's there? Dishes. Dishes who? Dishes. Sean Connery. <laughs> 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 Thank you, Mr. Gallipo. That was quite a Oh, that's really bad. That's that was great. <laughs> what uh, what are we working on other than bad impressions? Let's go with uh, Tim Sway. Is it me? Yes, go ahead. Me yeah. first. That changes the uh, the routine a little bit. I know. Okay, keep you on your toes. Um, I am working on. Well, I wanted to mention that uh, I'm on another podcast that airs this week. It's the um, From the Ground Up podcast by our friend Keith Decent. I, I, so you have to check that out. And you know what? He, it was awesome. Like he didn't even charge me. So I thought that was really nice of it. <laughs> that seems weird. <laughs> I know. I was it's like, really? This is not right. I don't, I don't got to pay you to be on this? But um, no, he did a, uh, one of his episodes about um, like making guitars and um, specifically um, Brian May from uh, Queen's Guitar and, and like Reclaim Materials. It was, really, it was very like right up my alley. So that's why he asked me to do it. And it was a lot of fun. Thanks, huh. Keith. Um, Actually, what you don't <clears throat> know is he paid Phil and I to let Oh, he, uh, you guys yeah, got paid yeah, again. Yeah. 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 And then, um, see, what else am I working on? I have, uh, I'm working on the cabinet, like, uh, like a credenza, I guess you'd call it. I'm working on guitars, of course. I made a bunch of little wooden buttons for uh, my friends at Sustain Music and Nature. Uh, a couple little things, a couple of big things going on, I guess, you know. How about, um, you, Mr. Lutz? Uh, I'm still on that commission guitar and trying to make uh, a video at a part of the build. It's my thing now. But mm. yeah, I've been busy at work and just, Casey's uh, happy belated birthday, honey. Is that, am I allowed to give her a shout out? No, but go yeah, ahead. Not at all. Okay, well, never mind. Happy well, I want to give Casey. a shout out to Casey. Yeah, happy birthday, yeah. Casey. Yeah. No, Bill, yeah, sure. no, none of that. Not, not, you're, not you're you, the, though. You're the heroes. I see how it is. <laughs> but yeah, I just, what about you, Phil? Okay, let's see here. So um, this past weekend and two days as well, I built a fence in my backyard, knocked out the old one, um, first I rented a jackhammer, took out the concrete in two holes, probably tore muscle in my back, then did the smart thing and paid somebody $200 to bring in his auger and just redrill all the holes or re-auger out all the holes. Then I set the posts and because everybody was asking me about the foam, foam stuff, you know, the two-part resin stuff, I made a video and I posted that. So that's 
That's up. I should check to see how that's doing. I watched that way too many times. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> yeah, I really wanted you to poke it. How could, You really can't poke it? You're not supposed to? Wait, are we still talking about the fence? Uh, uh, Sean Connery. No, we're talking about the, the foam. Yeah, the, like the. I want to see how dense it is. What's it like? It's, uh, it's it's dense. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's probably it feels the same like, stuff that you get in a can to fill in gaps in your wall. I was going to say, but yeah. it's a little denser than that. But I figure it has to should be. Do a, maybe yeah. you should do another video and poke it. Poke it. I don't care enough to do that. Next. And then <laughs> I'm working on... Team player. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm working on a couple of like monstrously huge whiskey boxes that hold like 10 glasses and I don't know, a couple... Whiskey cabinets, I believe they're called when they get to that size. Well, they're they're portable, right? So they're, they're everything's portable if you got a truck. Whiskey <laughs> casket, yeah, that's kind of what it is. They're mm. like little whiskey dog caskets. Um, <laughs> working on two of those. Got some rolling trays going on. Still shipping out the Iron and Soul orders. Sorry, everybody. Um, and what else? I think that's about it that I'm working on. Yeah, so actually, I took the day off today. Today's Monday, and I took the day off work to stay home and build these whiskey box because otherwise i'd never have time and they were kind of rush orders but it was really nice just to have the entire day to myself didn't have anybody coming in and ask me questions that start with the word daddy uh no questions so you took the day off and yet we still had to wait for you to do the podcast yeah well i was still in the garage working that's not work that's just play yeah, so I got to use the uh, the uh, the apron that Jeff made me, and it is really really cool. It's great to just be able to take it off, and then I'm clean, which is yeah. But why did you say all those horrible things about him in the pre-show? I know that is not accurate, <laughs> not even a little bit. I said very well, nice things. It just so happens that his name was below a story I was telling you guys. If if you're not a if you're listening and you're not a patron, I would please. Please become a patron just so you can go back and listen and prove Phil wrong. Phil is a terrible person. He, he was so mean to Jeff. <laughs> what, what is I going on here? That... I, I do this podcast to get away from my wife, and now you sound just like her. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's worthwhile just to hear the, the pre-show and uh, do yourselves a favor. Patronize also us. us. Also yeah. us, yeah. Patronize for us. <laughs> Nice. You don't have to. I patronize you no matter what. Don't worry about it, buddy. Well done, little guy. So, uh, <laughs> uh, wait. I'm not supposed to be laughing at that. Well, you could do whatever you want. Okay. So we want to. We have like a whole. So this episode obviously is the Q and A, and and that's what the title says. Uh, so we're gonna try to rip through as many of these as possible, and I guess we'll just go around. We're each pulling from different sources, right? So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Want to cover. Yeah. All right. So, uh, Bill, you want to go first? Uh, sure. Let me let me see if I can get this one. This is from uh, John Tansley, uh, who who came at us uh, from the podcast um, email, and says, "I'm going to try and shake it up from the normal questions." So here we go. What is the tool you regret buy the most as soon as you have opened? Oh, what is the tool that you regret the most as soon as you? What is the tool you regret buying the most as soon as you opened it or used it? I'm so glad I said we were trying to get as many of these done as quickly as possible. (laughs) Okay, so... What tool do you regret getting right away? Yeah, as soon as you open it, you regret having bought it. Like, Uh, I have one, actually. 
I've I've returned them all. The fr- I can think of a, a little one of those little uh, detail sanders, a little diamond shaped detail oh, sander. Those are horrible. I, I, I bought one of those. I was like, oh, it's good for getting in corners, and I got it. I was like, my my hand is way better for getting in corners than this stupid thing, and I returned it. Yeah, yeah, hmm. yeah. It works good on your teeth, though. Oh yeah, like electric toothbrush. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, Bill, is there anything you regret? Yeah, it's not so much a specific tool. Is like I am the king of like open boxes and returns, and it's that time when you're like, oh man, I know this is good. like my bandsaw came. Somebody returned the box because it was crushed, it was damaged. But I could see under the cardboard that the styrofoam was it was it was you know wrapped up in styrofoam, which is horrible for the planet, but great for protecting things inside. So I opened it up. I got two hundred dollars off a bandsaw, and it was. Great. There was nothing wrong with it. But I have the, what I regret the most is when, because usually when you buy something like that, it's not returnable. Mm-hmm. You buy it, open it up. I, I think I got an angle grinder one time. I thought, oh man, this can't, what could be wrong with an angle grinder? Sure enough, the casing was cracked around the, the head of the, the motor. So mm-hmm. taking a chance on a, a uh, broken box package or open package yeah. and it being a bad deal. Mm-hmm. I don't have any regrets. Tim, next. Whoa. Um, okay. <laughs> um, all right. This is coming from uh, the, the, a Facebook group that we put up a, a thing. Uh, this is um, Sterla Carlson. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Asked, what kind of music, if any, do you prefer in the shop? And I thought that was a pretty good and interesting question. Say, because Say that one again. I wasn't listening. What kind of music, if any, do oh. you prefer in the shop? Um, I'll go, I'll go first and say that I listen to high energy music, punk rock music when I listen to music, um, pretty much exclusively, unless I'm listening to podcasts or enjoying the silence. And uh, I, I go between the three, either something that's very like, you know, like sort of meditative, like a podcast, you really get sucked into it or the complete silence. Sometimes I'll go for days in silence or I just go the complete opposite of that. and just loud punk rock music. Hmm. Phil. I, uh. Most often we'll listen to nothing just because I don't I don't have those like isotunes or whatever. So I can't listen to stuff when loud machinery is going on. And uh, and if I'm just doing only quiet work, like let's say hand tool work or whatever it is, then generally a podcast. Mm-hmm. I, I, uh, I'm same way. I don't really listen to anything more because I don't like being isolated. I'm in a neighborhood that I want to be aware of because I'm my garage door is open. So I don't want to be not paying attention. Um, so the only music in my shop, and this is going to sound like, you know, Tim Sway saying it, but, uh, is my own when I'm noodling on the, uh, the cigar box guitar is the only thing that's only music that's in my shop hmm. and I can't do that while I'm working. So, uh, I should, I should amend mine and say that like, I have the headphones where you can plug your, your iPod or your phone, your phone and do it or whatever. And, mm-hmm. um, so when I'm running the CNC and stuff or if I'm doing, you know, that's where the podcasts live. And then I have an iPod that's plugged into some old computer speakers that just has a bunch of punk rock albums on it. And so I always play those like analog. Like even if I'm like running the CNC and I want to listen to punk music, I'll have my headphones on, but I'll be blasting these speakers. And those are the days when it's like Monday and it's rainy, like today, where it's like you just need that energy. So I just put on just some really aggressive, loud music and, and just try to get the energy level up in the uh, in the room, not in the headphones. I guess it all depends on your shop too. Yeah. Like- I can't really blast punk rock. Otherwise. You can't. Yeah, I can't. Divorce. So basically, we have punk rock, nothing, and my own music. Okay, good. Yeah. yeah. Pretty okay, good. Cool. Pretty good. So um, I also posted the question onto one of these Facebook groups, and uh, Paul Jackman asked a question, but I have no clue what he said. He just used a lot of words. 
Yeah, I saw that, and it was actually I think it was kind of funny. That's yeah. the point. Yeah, I don't, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna go ahead and skip that. Perfect. And I have one to um, skip from him too, so it works out great. Oh, perfect. So okay. Scott Turner asks, "What is your favorite material to work with, um, and the least to work with?" So, hmm. Who wants to grab that one? It's a tough one. I got I'm an easy go, one. I, I'll go ahead. Um, I am sick to death of working with pallets. They're really, really hard. The wood is just never straight, never even. It's a lot of work, no matter it's what. A lot of work. Um, uh, my favorite material to work with is uh, is hardwood. I like working with oak and other such hardwoods. Okay. I like I like working the best with the material that I don't have to pay for. I know that's part of the reclaim thing, but I mean, if mm-hmm. I can come up with mm-hmm. something where there's metal, wood, whatever, and it's it's stuff I have that I've you know hoarded, that's my favorite. My I, least favorite is when I have to go to the store to buy it. Right, I have to agree because like I love working with walnut, but I don't like working with walnut when I just paid like ten bucks or whatever, twenty bucks a yeah. board foot for it. I don't want to work with it at all then. But when I can get it, like I have a you know, like a reclaimed piece of it from a, or a firewood or something that I can, uh, yeah, I'm the same way. But then I would also say chestnut just because I, I love chestnut and I also because it's, it, it's missing, you know, it's not here anymore. So that always, uh, I, just, I recently read that there's going to be a resurgence of chestnut. People are well, planting it like crazy. That I was posting pictures of that, of, uh, chestnut trees that are planted around my area on Instagram. Yeah. Um, because they've, they've been doing this since it went extinct. Basically, they try to do crossbreeds and hybrids of them and stuff, and and none of them have made it yet. Um, oh, they really? just they get to a point where they just the blights just just gets them. Um, Damn you, blight! But uh, but they're hopeful. I mean, every time they have a new strain, there's a new strain that just got planted right down the street from me. Vance and I were checking them out, and and you know, the, uh, I was excited because I don't think I'd ever seen one like quote in the wild. You know, even though it wasn't, it had like a big fence around it, but um, it was about three feet tall and and looked perfect and beautiful, but. Yeah, but it's it's probably not gonna. Uh, hopefully, it will. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna say it's gonna make it. I'm gonna, well, I'm gonna be I'm, optimistic. You know what? These chestnuts are like the pandas of, uh, of trees. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. They just I'm don't want to pu- take I'm in pulling captivity. Pulling for the tree pandas. I am pulling yeah. for the tree pandas. Let's yeah. let's go tree pandas. Hashtag tree panda. Uh, how about least favorite? Um, least favorite material. Well, I said pallets. So yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Sorry. You answered it, Bill. Did you just the, yeah, the one you pay, just the one you pay ha- for? Having to go, having to pay for it. So yeah. Yeah, right. I'm gonna I'm gonna say um, she's uh I'm I'm not super into fabric, you know I you know I'll say leather. <laughs> I won't work with leather, but um, I've, I've I've tried messing around with doing like fabric work, and I want to be good at it, and I'm just not. And I think that if I were if I'd spent the time in practice, I would get better, and I would enjoy it more. But well, if you had all like those a, fancy machines, like um, if I had a hundred thousand dollars worth of sewing machines, yeah, right. exactly. You know, but like, uh, what's what what's her bucket from uh, Brooklyn? Always making us stuff and always amazing her. Yeah, it's uh, cool stuff. Lisa and, and I just don't uh, get the language, you know. Like the I just don't like I haven't like, sewing. sewing. Yeah, it's, it's called sewing. It's called sewing. 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 Bill, ask your next question, please. Yeah. Uh, so uh, yeah, all my questions are from the same guy. He just listed like thirty yeah, questions. He pummeled us, John Tansley. <laughs> so the second one is um. What's the best thing that has come out of doing content creation for you? Huh. Best thing? Uh, I'll, I'll take okay. the cheesy answer. I'll, I'll say the uh, the sharing of ideas in the community. Boom. Hmm. Tim? Uh, I'm going to say the groupies. 
the income and the groupies, the money <laughs> yeah, and the groupies. Those dudes are awesome. Yeah. yeah. No. Um. Yeah. I would say it's the this the the. I mean the community. I, I'll get more specific, and I'll say this podcast. Yeah. Oh, oh, Phil, you, you don't even answer. You can't talk. I know well, you can't. You can't top that. You now. guys went with something that's very like uh, selfless. I'm gonna go with something selfish. Mm-hmm. Um, all this content creation has, especially the videos, has allowed me to hone my ability to tell a story, Ooh. and uh, and I've used that at work quite a bit. Like I have to give these webinars and stuff. So I just. People are like, oh, my God, you have to give a webinar. And I feel totally comfortable and totally at ease getting in front of, like, you know, 50 sales reps and just telling a story or, like, 200 designers who are attending a trend seminar. And I'm just like, I go at it. And I, I, so the skill doesn't building. bother me. What's that? The, the skill building for you. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Hey, I got, a story about a, I got a story about a Toyota truck. Yeah, yeah, you do. Yeah. All right. yeah we're Who's gonna... next? Me. You. <laughs> just plowing right over. <laughs> okay, here's a here's a question from Paul Jackman that we're ignoring, so I won't bother with that. Uh, Wooden Creations, our buddy over there. Mm. Um, I I want uh, I want to hear your funniest story slash funniest prank you each have. Funniest story, funniest prank. Well, Bill just played one on. <laughs> trying to play one on us. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. You two, not so much. Uh, uh, so I'm guessing yeah, it means so, like workshop related or woodworking related. Or reclaiming related, I don't know. You know what? I feel like that's really more of like a topic that we could cover another time. I don't think that's like a quick, easy answer to give. And Shop I really pranks. want to burn through as many as possible here. All right, let's uh, let's pranks. here. All I'm right. gonna copy that over to the other list. I'm gonna write. So uh, good job, Brian, for making the yep, uh, the topic list, not just a question list. Good that's job. that's graduation mm-hmm. right there. Funny mm-hmm. prank, etc. Okay, okay. So then, uh, who's it, Phil? So pick another one then, Tim. Oh, yeah, okay. <clears throat> um. Ryan, uh, Barn Rat, is there ever going to be a collab video where that Tim builds a whiskey box, and Phil makes a cigar box guitar, and Lutz makes a chess set? And I'm going to answer that for all three of us. The answer is no. No. Correct. Next. <laughs> okay. okay. Next. Who's next? Moving right along. <laughs> okay. So this one is from um, Tyler Beesflug. I hope I pronounced that correctly. Bosflug. Uh, what, what is it? Bosflug. There you go. Name a skill, process, or technique you learned from each of your podmates. Which is a great question. Wow, it is. Mm. I don't think I've learned except, anything from you guys. I was going to say, except that neither <laughs> none of us pay attention to the other <laughs> skill sets. Or yeah, what was the question again? <laughs> yeah, I can't really remember a specific thing, but like you guys are always on my speed dial whenever I have a question about stuff. And, Absolutely, and I, yeah. and I definitely take advantage of that. Like questions on finish and questions on technique and you know like more on the D- diy side more than anything actually uh i feel like uh, i feel like lutz is the fountain of knowledge that you and i both drink from because yeah. it's just years of experience doing just maintenance yeah and, and just general like diy stuff um well, thank you yeah. I, I, oh, I would... oh, like and and bill helped me with that uh with the drywall thing like i you know sent me mm. back to the store to get the right uh you know, drywall <laughs> compound and so that was good because I still haven't used it. So that's good. I, I would have to say, honestly, um, even though we all kid a lot on here and it sounds like it's chaotic, there's a lot of teamwork that I've learned um, by doing this podcast from you guys. There's, I mean, because hmm. we, we have a symmetry that a lot of it was natural, I think, but there's a lot of it that we I like to think that we've gotten better over time. And, we've I, and I, think we've, you, I think we've worked on it. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, and I've not, I'm not – 
usually one to do that. I'm I'm usually one to dictate, and I have to trust both of you because this is so much more of your element than mine. And uh, I've learned a lot. I've learned a whole lot from you guys regarding that. So thank you. Yeah, you know, I I mean, I'm a I'm a lone wolf by nature too, and uh, and I think I think it's because you know what, like seriously, we're doing this and we're looking at each other right now, like eye to eye, like we're sitting around a table, but we're not. We're in separate rooms and separate countries in some cases, and 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 I think that makes it a little bit easier. It's sort of like it sort of uh, yeah. cleanses your palate of it because if I feel like if the three of us are sitting around a table now, it would be fine. But if we started it that way, like it would be different. Awkward. Yeah, it'd be awkward. Yeah, yeah. And, and we there's, just, there's there's a hint there for I think other people that are doing podcasts. Um, we've all guessed guessed it on other podcasts, and the ones that don't use some sort of visual. To where they're, you know, like like you said, we see each other when we record. Um, it's, it's weird. Important. It's yeah. weird not having mm-hmm. that to where you're just like you're just sitting in your garage. You've got headphones on and you're trying to react to somebody just through the audio without a visual. Because like right now, I can see your eyes going up. Your eyebrows are raising. Mm-hmm. So I think it's because you think I'm really handsome. You know, No, it's because I was thinking of a story to tag on to what you're saying. Well, you go right ahead. Tag along. Oh, I, I did. I one time I guessed it on a podcast, and I did it through my car phone, like because you can use Skype through your Bluetooth audio. Oh wow! And and I couldn't obviously. I, I was driving, and so I couldn't see them. So I did this whole podcast through the car, and it was, it just felt like a bad conference call. <laughs> <laughs> so we're not going to mention whose podcast that no. was, but uh... no. But if you listen, you can tell. Way to, way to really give it give them you know their what they asked for there. It I'll tell you what uh, <laughs> it was it was a time zone issue, yeah. um, and also uh, and I just I don't know I guess I was crazy busy at the time, but I really wanted to do it because it was really cool. Yeah, I'll I'll just leave it at that. Okay. Um, okay, let's go on to the next question. Uh, did I just do that one? Yeah, I just did that one. So it's yep. uh, it's building. All right. Uh, this the next one. This is a good one. I know we've said it before, but it's absolutely viable to say it again. What is the origin story of Reclaimed Audio Podcast? How did it start? Oh, uh, listen to the first episode. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> that's why we recorded it. All right, that's fine. It's on the first episode. It's called Origin Story. You're right, Phil. So here's a specific question. Now he asked one for Phil, Tim, and me. So Phil, this is for you. Okay. Have you made or plan on making an instrument, real or fake? No and no. All right. Really? Tim? Yeah. I don't Tim. plan on it. If it happens organically, potentially, maybe, but I don't. I have no plans for it. Okay. So you have not and you don't plan on it. That it, Okay. All right. Tim, do you wear the bandana every day? Where, when, why did that happen? Um, I don't wear it every day, but I have it with me every day. And I have for about at least a decade, maybe longer. I've always carried a bandana because it's a very useful tool like a pocket knife or, or a Leatherman. It's I feel like it's as – I probably use the bandana more than I use my pocket knife and or Leatherman that I carry. Um, and it started with playing music. Um, I was in a band once in case you didn't know. <laughs> uh, um, and I would always keep it in my back pocket for wiping the sweat off my hands when I played the, the double bass. Cause, um, you know, I just, in the, in, and whatnot, it was just a thing that I always had with me and wiping sweat off my forehead even, or, or wiping this. And I would wipe the strings on my bass between every set because they would corrode from the, the, you know, grease in my hands and the sweat and the, or wipe the Jägermeister off the instrument, you know, in between that songs. That sounds and, like the real answer. 
and then yeah. suck it out later. And I discovered, hey, this works as a straw too. No, but uh, I could just but, huff with this. Yeah, yeah, and um, and and then uh, yeah, and then uh, sometimes we'd be playing parties where they had like a, a pig roast, and so I would tie it around my face like I do in the shop to <laughs> keep the smell of the pig roast out of my face, and the wind drifted towards me. But um, and so that was where I started carrying one, and it's just like it's one of those things. And my my family kind of makes fun of me because I always talk about like. Every time, like someone need, and I pull it out, I'm like, "Here you go," and I'll say, "Like use number two hundred eight or whatever." I'll make up some number, and and Vance can list off. We did this whole hike once, and I brought one, and they're making fun of me, and we were like listing all these reasons. I was saying, "When you go hiking, we need it for this and this and this. It, it could do this, it can do that. It's a bandage, it's a thing that you know all this stuff." And then, sure enough, at, near the end of the hike, uh, Vance uh, cut his ankle, and he was bleeding a little bit, and so I pulled it out of my pocket and I tied it around his wound, and we finished the hike. And that was the story of how Vance got gangrene. What else was on yeah. that bandana? Look. Oh, by that point, everything. Yeah. Uh. Maybe. Yeah. The question should have been: Do you ever wash your bandana? <laughs> yeah, that's often? a better question. Yeah. yeah. Every day. Every day. Okay. I have What's a, the I question have for yourself, Bill? All right. So this, and I, and this was an excellent question, and it's challenged me because I am not the tech guy. So I, I told uh, John that I would do as much. Re- I would get an answer for him, and the question is: No matter what it took. Uh, he says, question for Bill. I'm not an Apple guy. Can I still leave a review on iTunes for you guys and how? So after much research, after talking to as many people as I could, um, I found out that you absolutely cannot. Yes, you can. <clears throat> of course you can. Uh, first of all, you just need to download iTunes and there's a Windows but, version but for it. But he says he's not an Apple guy. Right iTunes is available on Windows. Yes, PC or even or yours. Oh, well, I was going to say there's uh, iTunes available for Windows. So you simply just download that and that will give you complete access to the um, review yeah. ability. And in fact, you could just yeah. go to the link on our website. And on our website, there's a link that you could click as well. Stop saying things. And then you just click on that link and it'll open up iTunes to the right place to leave the review. Regardless of where that you link. come from. <laughs> right. It will allow you. So, John, uh, after my due diligence, there's your answer. Yeah. Remind me never to put you in charge of due diligence. <laughs> I was diligently doing something. You say I was... were something. Tim, uh, what's your question? Um, I, I, I wanted to, to add this, that just the last question I said about the cigar box guitar. Uh, chess set for loose uh, and then a whiskey box for me uh paul uh mormil is that how you pronounce his last name mormal i see it mormal i see it all the time i never said it out loud until now i just realized yeah. um he wrote need a whiskey box guitar with a chessboard on the back and uh and i just thought that was a solid idea that and is I'm solid s- still not going to happen from the three of us but paul nope. i i challenge you to make yeah that. i challenge that too yeah. challenge um, gauntlet challenge blade. accepted paul. i accept your <laughs> challenge <laughs> Nathan Sandoval asked, um, or said, I guess asked and said, the podcast does a lot in terms of education and sharing experiences, but what do you guys get out of the podcast personally? Is it more than uh, the business and exposure? That's a very, so what do, why do we do this besides, is it just business and exposure? Or do we feel like we're getting something else from this podcast? No, money and groupies, that's it for me. Yeah. 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 All the hot dudes. Um, I'm going to say <laughs> it's it's like... It's a guaranteed time for me to spend with a couple of buddies and talk about the stuff that interests me that and and I can't really do this anywhere else. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's I, it's the, the the friendship that we formed. Um, the camaraderie. I would imagine. Absolutely. I would imagine if people stopped listening, that uh, I would still want to get together with you guys. Maybe not every every week. Maybe every other week. 
but <laughs> maybe every every other year. Yeah, you know, but uh, but no, seriously, that's like a thing that there's all these studies yeah. done on that, especially men at our age and, and their lack of uh, friendships and relationships outside of work and their families and stuff, and how important it is for your your. And I, I would, if it was not for you guys and for this community, I would not talk to anybody besides my wife and kids and the occasional. Absolutely, customer. it's yeah. It's, so it's, it's it's important to stay healthy. It's your immediate family. It's you spend most time with your immediate family, then it's work, and then it's you guys, right? Yeah. And then because and through this venue, we interact a lot with the maker community, and I think that's what hmm. that's what I get out of it. I, I hmm. mean, it's it's really uh, an open doorway to like do this. At, you know, there's how many people are asking us questions. This is awesome. I love it. Yeah, I mean, we like we get we get paid to hang out with each other like not like we're getting rich off it but we get paid to hang out with each other that's pretty amazing so that's worth the, yeah. you know the making it a part of my schedule um to to you know and to do our best with it too and not just i mean we come in and we screw off a little bit but but to do our best for that and to really try and yeah. give people something that's worth listening to now, i i noticed that like i'm i'm going to turn 52 and that will be my third celebration of a birthday with you guys on the podcast oh yeah Oh, don't and, uh, we have that retirement policy with the pod? Did you read that? Well, but fifty-two I'm, is yeah. Uh, but I was really gonna say, didn't you say after shame. three years I could stop paying you guys to be on the show? No, I don't remember saying that. No, that no. doesn't sound familiar. That doesn't no. sound right. I mean, it I might have been Keith you were talking to. <laughs> there it is. All right, who's next? I think okay. it's you, Phil. Yes, sir. I should have this lined up. Uh, let's see here. What project do you most regret not filming slash documenting, either because it was pre youtube them or just didn't think it was worth the effort? Great question. Um, specifically, right now, I tell you, I, I regret not having filmed The Fence, because I think that one was a good learning opportunity, both for myself, uh, because I find documenting and, and doing having to go through the, the process of almost explaining what it is that I'm doing helps me learn it better. Mm-hmm. Um, but on a more general level, there are a lot of projects that I just do and I have to do them quickly and whip them out. And sometimes I just don't feel like going through the pain of filming. And by the way, filming is the easiest part. The hardest part is the editing. Editing takes forever. See, that's weird because I find it to be the exact opposite. It's The filming is the most time-consuming and I've gotten the editing down now to where, and, and don't get me wrong, I'm not, my videos are like, you know, I, I'm, I'm not known for my editing skills, but the editing doesn't bother me anymore. It's it's literally, I can get that done in about an hour. If it takes me much longer than that, I'm not doing something right. But it's yeah. that filming, it's that thinking, that process of, of having to record every little thing, what's going to be interesting, what step are you trying to show. The flow uh, interruption of your, your flow. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's that, really, it's really tough. That comes tough. second nature, but don't take this the wrong way, but when you do... And I mean that. Don't take this. No, no, no. I, I, I get trying to be like, When you do the fast forward stuff, like you just go speed a thousand. It's a lot easier. It's, it's way, way. That's what I used to do at first. And I was like, wow, this is super easy. No problem. But then when I started doing things at real speed and having to cut. Okay. And what Jimmy always says is come in late and leave early. Right. So you have to just get your shots in. They've got to be crisp. And because you've only got, you've got the actual like real time speed to get it. You've got to mm-hmm. come in, go out, yeah. come in, go out, come in, go out and tell a story that makes sense. Um, it's, it's very different. No, I, I, I like to think that my editing over time is getting a little bit better on a very slow process. And I get that it is a little bit more intensive and more work involved the more I try mm-hmm. and make it better, but it still mm-hmm. bothers me. 
Zero no. compared to the actual, and that didn't used to be my answer. It used to be the editing. It was so scary to me, but now I kind of get that. It's like, okay, I know that I have to learn these mm-hmm. things to get better at editing. So I'm mm-hmm. good with that. I understand that. But the, the thought process is constant on, on filming. It really is for me. Hmm. Right on. Hmm. Okay. Cool. What was the question? I forget. What do you regret not filming? What, oh, yeah. What do you regret not oh, filming right. or documenting? Okay. So, Tim, yeah. you go. What uh, What do you regret not filming or editing? Or Jeez, I know that there there are several things that I, I have in my shop that or I've, or I've posted pictures of people who said, like, oh, is there a video of that? I'm like, no. And so I kind of regret that every time someone says that. Like, oh, well, you know, they wish they had seen the video. But I didn't film them for a reason. But the only thing I can think of is it was before YouTube for me was um, the shed that I built. In, actually, I don't think it was before YouTube. It was around the same time I, I started YouTube. It was the shed I built in my backyard. Um, it was all almost all reclaimed. I bought new, you know, uh, pressure-treated 4x4s and, and 2x6s for the – for the floor and stuff, but then the the rest of it, the floor, uh, the walls, even most of the two by fours that I used to, you know, build a frame, almost mm. all of it was reclaimed. And um, it, I love that shed. It's uh, I just think it looks cool as heck out there. So my neighbor threw out some windows. I threw them in there, and you know, and stuff. So genius. Um, yeah, it's got a nice big barn door that slides on it. I, I would I wouldn't mind having a video of that because I never built I, anything like that before. You know. Mine would be what sparked me to actually do videos. Um, Specifically in the in Casey's salon is the styling station. Mm. I've gotten more compliments on the design, the idea, and it's just everything I did to that. It would make such an amazing video. It's like the consultation with somebody, sketching it out, you know, shooting ideas with each other. Um, where am I going to get the materials? Scrounging for it. There's such a story in that. Mm design of the styling stations is two-sided it's a the concept came from a school desk and it's got a mirror that divides it in half and blah 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 that story itself would make an excellent video it really i'd really watch would. that yeah, yeah me too. i mean it and I, I mean when izzy swan says man the design and concept of that is awesome i'm just like blew me away so that but that's what sparked me to get into making and starting videos and and so it's, it was just kind of a cart before the horse type deal, but yeah, I wish, I wish that would have happened. Yeah. Okay. Your question. Nice. Oh, I think he's, so I I'm out except I want to read yeah. the, the last, not the last thing he says. He talks about um, doing an episode about little makers and kids in the shop. Keep listening, John. We've done that. Um, well, again, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, so thank you for that. But just a real quick, he said, just as a side note for you guys, I love to listen to the podcast. It cheers me up. I normally listen while it works. So I normally walk around working with a smile and a little laugh. And this is, um, John made it, which is one of our Patreon guys as well. So we're not just being nice to this person. This person is super nice and he supports us. How can you be so nice and support us? I just, I love that. Thank you, John. That's a rhetorical question. No one tried to answer it. Yeah. Um, but you know, that that's like hearing things like that. I'm going to go back to the last question I just read about what do we get out of the podcast besides, you know, business exposures that, that, you know what, you can't, you yeah. can't top that having someone that you, I mean, you know, but you don't really know, like just say like, you make me smile during my day at work is the best thing mm. anyone could ever hear. And, and to think that if there's a, if there's a dozen people out there that we make smile every week, I mean, that's amazing. Never mind the fact. Well, there's that There's like there's thousands. seven, I think. I think there's yeah. actually well, seven. Well, I think most of them frown yeah. and, and swear at their radio, but um. But yeah. isn't seven a baker's dozen? No, that's thirteen. So, uh, yeah. Tim, what is your question? Okay, I've only got a couple left from my list. Um, 
Uh, Jim, yeah, I know you. You have a ton. Uh, Jim Dockrell or Dockrell, Dockrell, probably. Um, uh, what is the biggest number of projects that he, this is a really good question. What is the biggest number of projects that you have used the same piece of material? And then he adds, Ooh, I think I, I, I have some pieces one. of what that have been used four different in four different things. And uh, I think he says he's got something that, you know, that's been upcycled four times in his, and that's amazing. I don't think I can reach that. I'd say, well, in shop jigs, I would say absolutely. Like, cause I'm always rebuilding shop jigs and stuff, but like in like a project that would be maybe a finished project, uh, Definitely at least two times. I've just done that recently. Uh, maybe three, you know, where I maybe take something apart and rebuild it. But uh, that's, I thought four was great. Like, that's dedication. That's crazy. That's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, think- like I said, two by fours around the shop, sure, but that doesn't count, you know. No. Well, I did two is my number. I took a floating shelf and I turned it into a whiskey box. And I don't know if this counts, but um, the fence that I just built, all the, I bought pre made sections. So they're eight feet long. But then somebody put the posts for one section a little too far apart. So I had to make <laughs> somebody. So I blame I the to, auger. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. I do blame that guy. So I had to make a custom section. I went and I got some, uh, I got three 12 foot long treated two by fours and then I cut them down to the right length. And then I, and then I took apart one of the fence sections, like picket by picket. And I also had some extra pickets from having cut down some sections and then i just rebuilt a custom section Hmm. on my own which by the way is definitely the way to go rather than the pre-made sections but uh it never been used but i basically reclaimed it and used it again so two um i i would say to answer that question in the form of what material did i score that i was able to use on multiple projects so like i had a horde of um uh uh truck bed steak bed like landscapers use the steak bed part section that you could fit in the back of the truck i found some of that that was red oak and i had a stash of that forever i did a airplane for steve ramsey's uh, make a wish thing i did i built probably a good half a dozen projects out of that one material but i on average, maybe two of as far as like you know building something out of upcycled materials and then upcycling that into something else. Yeah, that's really the question. Yeah, um, maybe two. I I, I do that yeah. more quite often, but boy, four is a lot. I'm thinking yeah, about, I'm thinking about upcycling Tim's upcycled guitar bass that I bought from him into something. Go else. for it. Yeah, <laughs> go for it. Um, the, the most recent one I can think of is, I mean, cause again, like I don't really make stuff unless it's going somewhere else, unless it's being sold. So I don't really have the opportunity to necessarily tear it apart. But before I did that, I made stuff and I would put it on my Etsy store and hope it sells. And I had a table that didn't sell for a bunch of years that was reclaimed chestnut, of course, my favorite. Um, and there are these two big, nice pieces of chestnut, you know, they're almost, you know, inch and a half, inch and three quarters thick. And, and so wow. I just recently made a, uh, a bass guitar out of them. I took this table apart that never sold and I took the two pieces that I used for the top and milled them all up and made a bass guitar out of it that I sold. So, and you didn't regret not documenting it. I documented that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Um, I think we covered I that. A, I got a joke one and a real one. Okay. <laughs> Keith Decent wrote, is Tim on any other podcast this week? Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> I already said that at the beginning. Um, but he's not paying for this, so we'll just skip this. So, okay. Done. <laughs> yes, no, I'm on, I'm on Keith Decent's uh, new podcast, um, From the Ground Up, FTGU. Uh, and we had a good time. It was a good podcast. So FGTU2. I know. Yeah, I know. honestly. It's kind of, kind of pushing it. PG13. Vernon Falcon. Whitehead writes, 
You have to build a prop from your favorite movie using reclaimed materials. What movie is it, and what do you build it out of? Oh, that's Man. a great question. I'm, I'm stumped on this one. Um, Someone tell me what my favorite movie is, and I'll pick a prop. <laughs> oh, okay, I've got one. Uh, I've got one. So, uh, my favorite movie is Goodfellas. Okay. And I think I would make a shine box. <laughs> yeah, I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> you didn't know I was going to say that. Go get your shine box. You mu- yeah, I guess I can't say that. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, you can't. I, I edited it. But I think myself. that would be a cool a cool thing to make, first of all, now that I think about it. Because, like, you know, there's that hipster millennial stuff that they do now, like the, the shaving kits with the old school shave stuff. And, like, even these whiskey boxes, I guess, are pretty millennial. I think I think a uh, a shine box would be something that would be really cool and probably would sell. Hmm. Okay, I got to look into that. I, I was just in my father-in-law's basement last night and um, he had a, a notice on his shelf because he just has this little corner of his basement that just always treasures. And every time I'm down there, there's something I need that I didn't know I needed. And I saw on there his shine box, his box jointed from God only knows how old the thing is. But um, and I was looking at it, I was just thinking about that. I was like, that's really cool. That like shine box. That'd be fun to make. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. It's just like, you know, box joints, but it has that little foot thing on the top, you know, and then the top opens up so you can right. store your. And it's got the supplies in there. Yeah. I was like, I was like, that'd be fun to make. That'd be a fun project. Or it could be a bomb, you know. Why do you always have to go to bomb? I know. I don't know. I have gas. Jeez. Um, so me. mine would be, um, and this is tough. It took me by surprise. So Gone Outlaw Josie Wales is one of my oh. favorite movies Ooh. ever. Always okay. doubles back for a friend. Mm. Outlaw Josie Wales. Um, and what I would try and make, and I would the material I would use would be out of a, a it would, sorry, Tim, it would be leather, but from like something I found from a couch or something that I could just, you know, cut the, we've talked about that, where you get free leather from a, a quality couch. And I would try and make the hat that he wears, uh, which is that round brim style hat, you know. Yep. Anyway. Da, da, da. So something like that would be cool. Which would get me into uh, uh, leather working more, or or uh, uh, what what do you call it earlier that you hate it is um, sewing, yeah, fabric, uh, textiles, textile, textile work, textiles. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, I want to hear Tim's. Ready, steady, go. I don't. I don't really have one, so I'm gonna kind of Talladega Nights. A... <laughs> you can make bunk beds from Step Brothers. Uh, that would actually be really fun. Um, I was trying to like, I mean, I like, I do like, uh, you know, science fiction movies, like Star Trek movies in particular, but there's nothing yeah. I'd really want to make from them besides I the badge, that which I already made. Um, oh, so what I came up with was the red violin. Did you ever see that movie? It was like a nineties, like movie or whatever about this. No, 90 was the amount of people who saw it. Yeah, pretty much. It was like a kind of an artsy film, but, um, I would try to make the violin from the red violin because I've always wanted to make a violin. Oh, hmm. very good. Okay. So there. Thank you, thank you, Vernon. Uh, I appreciate you. Um, do you guys have any more questions? No, I have okay. one. Well, I guess I don't. I have one that's just Jake Pryor asking, "What's the backup plan for dinner?" And the backup plan is Jake is go get your own dinner. That's the backup plan. Yeah, sounds right. about right. So okay, next. <laughs> um, Paul Mormel asks, "Can we bring up the whole loot salute idea again?" The answer is no. No. Nope. Dan Brent, mm, what is the tipping point between buying material and processing reclaimed for yourself? At what point do you decide it's better for you, your client, and the environment to go by processed, reclaim material rather than go searching and processing it for yourself? Is there a market for someone who just collects and processes the material for other makers to use? Wow. Tim? Well, the last part, absolutely. You, 
the the last part absolutely yes there is a market for that i mean i buy stuff from people that deconstruct buildings all the time and um what i don't like is that there are some places that i've had to buy from in the past and i've been in a pinch um that they're like deconstructing stuff and like shipping it all over the world and it's like well that's not really why is this coming from maine you know that's not the point yeah why is there a truck coming in from north carolina right now with with a tobacco barn on it there's tobacco barns all over town like because there's a market for reclaimed materials exactly and so that's that's the concern with that um but um the you know for me i you know i do try to you know, use reclaimed as much as possible. There are times we have to buy like plywood, for instance, it's very difficult to get quality, um, plywood reclaimed. I've on occasion been lucky enough to get some little pieces here and there that have been kind of cool, but I never get anything that's like good. It's always, you know, moldy or ripped and, you know, and stuff. So there's like, you have to buy plywood and sometimes it's worth it to just go out and buy the plywood to give you the substructure to take that reclaimed wood and make something beautiful out of it, you know? But, um, yeah, I, I really, that's, that's a tough one. I mean, it's, you know, if at the end of the day, I try to do what's right for the planet first. And sometimes you have to do what's right for the job, you know, and, and I, I try not to look at it like an individual case by case basis. I try to look at it holistically now, because otherwise I, I used to get really bogged down in the, uh, in the minutia of the job. Like, Oh, I can, I can bang out these old nails. I pulled from that pallet. And I can I use those. I can turn them into screws on my lathe and you know, all this stuff. And just like, really, and now I'm kind of ha- trying to have a bigger, broader picture. I would like, you know what? 80% is good enough. Like it doesn't have to be a hundred percent, you know? Even, even I think for what we're trying to do, and I know, Tim, this is what you're trying to do, just trying to get that message out. If, if somebody who does nothing now does even 10%, that's great. That's, that's more effective than you trying to go from 80 to 85. You know what I mean? Right. Exactly. And it, so, it doesn't like, and we've said that before, like I could, I could, you know, live alone in my yurt in the woods and leave zero footprint, but it doesn't do anything to help the planet. But if I can get a right. bunch of people to bang out one nail instead of throwing right. away, a, a, you know, yeah, that's the idea. I agree with everything you guys just said. Perfect. <laughs> Izzy asks, I'm not sure if he's being serious, probably not, but he goes, what is the meaning of life? Why are we here? If this is really is a dream, why can there be more drills? And most of how much woodchuck chuck? This is probably a joke question. I'm going to skip that. No, he really wants to know about the woodchuck. Um, he actually privately messaged me about that. He's concerned that. Well, <laughs> Preston Orr asked, <laughs> how has maybe podcast changed your life both for the better as well for the worst? I'll tell you, there's only one answer to this. They contribute to the show financially, so that's mm-hmm. how they've had a positive impact on us. No, no, wait a minute. I'd like to go a little deeper than that. Um, I've, Here we I've, go. I've, well, I've had the, the opportunity to kiss, hug all three, and snuggle one. And I You somehow managed to finagle that sentence into no matter what topic we're talking about. Yeah. I know. I find that remarkable. That's all I wanted to do. Go ahead. What's next? Yeah. That's what I uh, I would like to answer that and say that I agree with Phil 100% that the only good thing they've ever done for us is financially supported us. And the exactly. only bad thing they've ever done is that they have not always financially supported us. So that's exactly. the negative. Yeah. Well, then other, I can, other than that, I can I one up that say. and say that follow the example of that maybe podcast. I think all the other podcasts out there should financially support us. And there's a Look lot of podcasts the exposure out there we're now, giving these guys. Right? Yeah. I mean, we're t- we talk about Izzy, Joel, and Mike on a daily basis. We we call Weekly. each other. So we have separate Skype calls just to talk about those three. And we don't even say horrible things about them always. No. Not always. Yeah. No. It was that time. Well, it's actually it's you two that do. I'm always the nice one. Yeah. So the, so for for your financial donation, you get 33% <laughs> nice things said. <laughs> right. That's I 
got to tell you, 33% is a what real a return d- on your investment. I mean, think about what are you going to get in the stock market? I mean, it's, it's hit or miss. Not it's 33%. Gambling. That's yeah, 33% better than most people try and do to better their environment. So that's a good footprint size percentage. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Right. Okay, next. Daniel Quiriz asks, does Phil do any more impressions besides Sean Connery? Well, yes, oh, he does. God. No, yes, he I doesn't. Do. No, he doesn't. Okay, next. Uh, do you... <laughs> I'm trying to skip past some of the joke ones. Uh, what is the Dan... Preston or again? At... You know what? I'm not gonna. Uh, I'm gonna give other people an opportunity to ask. Ah, Mark Schaefermeyer asks, <clears throat> if you could go back in time before the first episode, what would you change? <laughs> I will say it out loud. I wrote it. I would move to strike this question. Mm, anybody second overruled. that? Overruled. Overruled. Yeah. Okay. Tim, what would you change? Um, <laughs> seriously? Yeah. Uh, what would I change? Um, maybe our logo. Really? Yeah. Logo? Nothing's wrong with it, but I just I don't I like the new. It's just you know saw blade and wood. I mean, it's you know everybody has a saw blade and wood. I would have done something different with the logo. I think. Wow! Yeah, that wow. was. It wasn't you, Lutz. <laughs> I had to think of something. No, I'm like I'm blown away right now. Yeah. I love the logo. I like the I like the addition of the of us to the logo. The caricatures that Cammy drew of us. Yeah, that that That's, was a that nice, makes it yeah. that makes it work for me. Cammy's garage. That, Thank you, brother. Yeah, that was that I, was like um, I just felt like it wasn't personal enough. But we didn't know then what was gonna what our podcast was gonna quote look like. So we yeah, really Phil's, Phil's going to hold on to this now. Look at him. He's like, yeah. I can't believe you don't like my logo. This is coming back, right? It's like our it's, seventh it's anniversary. He's going to pull hard. this out. Yeah. yeah. I would have invested in a microphone earlier Sooner. on. Yeah. And and learned about the multi-track recording yeah. earlier. That's it. I would change Probably. nothing. I My life is better for everything that's happened. The way, it, nothing would be the same if anything was different. Probably would have gotten rid of loots too. Yeah. <laughs> obviously i mean we don't have to say that hey that what about nice. what about changing the logo should we is it time to like upgrade it or update well it? we did we added us to it yeah that's that's fine that's Listen, fine uh, like that. coca-cola yeah. doesn't change its logo right so Actually, no, they, they do they all have. the friggin' time yeah, they have like 30 or 40 time. times no yeah. what they do they develop it and they modernize it what exactly. do you know about marketing mr salesman yeah exactly yeah. mr director of marketing by the way, good time to tell you guys, I mm-hmm. am like 95% about to be given uh, the U.S. as a territory as well. So I will definitely be doing some traveling to the U.S. And I oh, plan I'm, I'm busy on that, that weekend. I'm sorry. Mr. Lutz focusing on California. Quite a bit. Oh, I'm not so, like Tim. I have a space for you. You can come snuggle by me. Sweet. So I'll see you in San Fran. Yeah, baby. Uh, so, yeah, but uh, that's the positive. The negative is there will be a a lot of traveling. So get ready to put on your flexible hats. Oh, oh. yeah. Are you going to be doing that every week on the road thing for a while? I'll tell you what. If you make Likely. it a point to come out to my area and you spend the night at my house, I'll show you how flexible I can be and what kind of hat I wear while doing it. <sighs> See if Andrew's available. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll stay at Peter Brown's house. <laughs> oh, yeah. <clears throat> Does Peter have a bearded dragon? God, I hope not. So, um, let's see here. I think that's I think that's all the questiones I had. And, 
Oh, we're good for time. Okay, so that's I great. Timing's perfect. Yeah. Yeah, that worked out well. So, what? Um, what? See, this is what messed me up. I don't need that there in my notes. What grabbed your attention this week, guys? Well, uh, we have what to do. Uh, it's your turn, Phil, to pick a um a review. review. A review. iTunes review. Know. Yeah. All right. We I need like one. a little theme song for that. Review the review. Like a yes. little. Yes. If only we knew a musician. Um, Bill. No, you. Uh. You got to record something. <laughs> Oh come on! I can do it. All right, here I'll make a note of that. I just learned the Sanford and Son. I just learned the Sanford and Son theme song. We can use that. Well, bow, 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 bow. Who was it? The My Beautiful Balloon. That song up, up and away with like the hundred people singing. I'm picturing something like that. Oh, the Coca. I'd like to teach the world. It was that the same sing? group? No. No. Uh, I'm what, just trying I'll to get Bill time review. here. <clears throat> okay, so yeah. uh, we that, just had one. This. This one was on. Uh, oh, I just picked this at random. This one was left. I third day my finger, and here it is. The title is uh, Three Woodworkers?" Question mark. The review is, and it's left by V Hokey T. Or Vokey T. I don't know. Let's pretend it's V Hokey T. If you want to listen to one work woodworker, Bill Lutz, talk and interrupt while two other guys try to talk, then listen to this podcast. <laughs> Seriously, though, these three guys do offer some great, okay, mediocre advice, but will make you laugh. Keep going. I love this podcast. <laughs> I think that's that, that's, that's pretty, fair pretty and good. accurate. Yeah, yeah. It's fair, fair and accurate. Was it five stars? Yeah. Well, that's all that matters. Yeah, Correct. they can... They can write whatever horrible things they want as long as yeah. it's five stars. We're not asking for honesty. We're asking for five stars, just so everybody knows. In fact, what we're asking for is for you to perjure yourselves to iTunes. Regardless of what you think, just leave a five-star review. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they, Multiple I, times. I, open up separate accounts. I just hope they didn't and, read um, the fine print. <laughs> and if you want to know how to do that, you can go to our website, and there's a link that will take you to a way to do that through a uh, PC as opposed to a Mac for an Apple questions answered and asked. Thank you. Wasn't that Paul Jackman's question from earlier? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, words. it was John Maidit's question. Yeah. I just sound like a young, good-looking millennial. Yeah, That's all. Who are you calling good-looking? Wait a minute. <laughs> what grabbed your attention that wasn't Bill's question just now? Uh, yeah, I, I can't think of anything else. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you what grabbed my attention this week. Um, uh, shop locally, folks. Uh, went with uh, Casey's parents and her to the coast this weekend for Casey's birthday and just spent some time in some little, you know, knick-knack shops and where people are – the little craft stores, you know, if you're not, if you're not making stuff for yourself and you're not making stuff for gifts for people and you're going to Target, don't go to a local store, shop locally. It just caught my attention that the, the inspiration you can get, the differences that you see uh, from other people's art, other people's crafts, other people's way of doing things. And it was, it was quite nice. We hit half a dozen little shops and uh, it was pretty awesome. So that's, that's what caught my attention is, Shop local. Look at the little little businesses and um, support your maker community. We love you. That's adorable, Tim. Mm. What grabbed your attention? Uh, I've been I've been thinking about uh, electric cars a lot lately, and um, I think we were talking about it a few weeks ago, even uh, not during the podcast, but uh, maybe the pre-show or something about. I was. Um, I, I feel like uh, 
I, I look at like I I have to preface this by saying I love 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 cars. Like I'm like a car guy. I've always had like old cars, and I'm not like a mechanic like grease monkey guy. I just love cars, and um, but I feel like they've kind of they're kind of past their prime now, and uh, and I'm really excited to see. Uh, electric cars or some other like thing take over. It's like it's like steam trains. Like steam trains are awesome, but we don't really want to ride around in steam trains anymore. And, Agree um, to disagree. Oh, yeah, no, most people will. Most people will. But um, uh, I'm I want to see some sort of technology like fix the car because I want to keep the car. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I, I like I love my truck. I you know my my gas guzzling rusted out truck. I want to find some way to like save them and and uh you know like electricity seems like this logical way there's other types of energy thing and i've just been thinking about that a lot like what's the next step for the automobile what's going to save it um that's what i've been thinking about see i don't love the car so much as i love 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 not walking (laughs) that's fair I know I love the car because I love I love the like it's the it's the wrong thing like the solitude like the solitary like you're on the highway and there's like it's it's bumper to bumper traffic because and this is why I was thinking about it because I was stuck in all this traffic driving 100 miles to be three and a half hours because everybody wants to be alone in their car and that's just like not practical um, but I'm just as guilty as the rest like and so then what if I had an electric car like well at least I'm not like you know there's the 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 pollution issue but. I'm going to run out of electricity while I'm sitting in traffic, you know, <laughs> like there's all these thoughts about, and I've just been really thinking about that. Like what's, how, do, how does that, what's, what's it going to take to make that happen? I'll tell you what it's going to happen. What? What's going to happen is artificial intelligence, yeah. cars that drive themselves and then convoy and then draft. Yeah. Yeah. Potentially. So you basically have these ad hoc network of cars that create trains. Yeah. So they take advantage of, of, um, like aerodynamics. Uh, yeah. 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 But, but then that takes away driving. I love driving. Are you kidding? Do you know how great it would be to be able to get in the car, fall asleep for half an hour, and wake up at work? Um, Ideally, you're not going to work, and I'm going to drive there myself. I don't really know what that, that What? Yeah, I, oh, I, I see. Ideally, you're going wanna, somewhere other I don't want to go to work. Yet. I want to drive my own car, but I don't want to have to go to work. So, Well, you know, and that's the other big thing, too, is like, why does everybody still like, have to go to an office? An hour? Phil... How much how much of what you do at your job field do you need to be at the office for? How much could you do from home? Some. Some. Just I could some? say probably two out of the eight hours. I work very collaboratively. I have a whole team of people and We're in different countries and time zones here and we're working collaboratively right now. Oh, that's yeah, but that's we work on physical projects. <laughs> and like I don't I don't like I don't have to call somebody. I'm more like, hey, get into my office. What's the thing with the thing? Why? How come that's happening? And then, like, we brainstorm, we pro- we problem solve. Something about being in person is is a totally different energy than like telecommuting. Yeah, which is we were just talking about that earlier in our podcast too, though, about it, like about how there's this different energy that we have because we're telecommuting. Um, yeah, no, do I you just remember I, that time we recorded when we were in Connecticut. Uh, yeah, and like when we recorded on stage, like I mean, it's different being in person. Yeah, totally. is it better? I'm going to say different. I'm going to say it would be now because I think we've developed a a good energy together now. So it's not as awkward as it would be to just start off with, hey, guys, how are you doing? Nice to meet you. Let's sit down and do a podcast. Yeah, that's it for sure. Yeah. But, you know, yeah, no, there's, I mean, human interaction is obviously important for humans. And the the more you take it away, the the worse it is for humans. But I just like, I had a job. I was telecommuting in like 2006 or whatever. (laughs) And, uh, And it worked fine. Like, it worked great. It was actually more efficient. I worked fewer hours and got more done. You know, if hmm. it makes you feel any better, Tim, I yeah. promise you 
that in the future there will be different types of transportation. Thank you. I promise. Also, human interaction, not so good for raccoons. <laughs> was that a reference good I don't point. get? No, but he it was said funny. human interactions is good for humans. Oh. Yeah. <clears throat> so it's, it's not. I, I thought it was for ants for raccoons, yeah. flies. Okay, what grabbed my attention this week? Um, a lot of times you see sort of these uh, collaborations between makers and stuff. Um, and Paul, better not, it better not be a chisel and a handle. No, John Heise and Matthias Wandel actually launched a collaborative channel where they hmm. basically. They, they do collab videos exclusively in this channel, and most of it is just them arguing back and forth about things, and I like two nerds going at it, so it's fun. That's what grabbed my attention this week. Interesting. What's Our the name of the channel? It's called two nerds uh, going Highs at it. Wandel Project. <laughs> I have to subscribe to that. On Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube, I'm Phil Pinsky. Check out ironandsoul.com. Check out williamlutes.com. Thank you to Justin Sparks for that. Timsway.net. Thank you to Jason Payne. Newperspectivemusic.com. Contact us for show topics, suggestions, feedback, all that good stuff. Hit us up on Twitter at Reclaimed Audio by email info at reclaimedaudiopodcast.com. Leave us them iTunes reviews. We are uh, platform agnostics. You can do so on uh, Mac OS or on Windows. <laughs> Patreon.com slash Reclaimed Audio. The best way to support these three guys and, and keep our message on the air. How many t-shirts do we have left, Tim? Um, I don't know. Uh, a few. We have a, we have a few t-shirts left, if you would like one. Uh, ReclaimedAudioPodcast.com. There's a link to Tim's Etsy store, and you can see what's what there. Yep. Have a great week, everybody. Bye, everybody. Be good. Or not. Still funny. <laughs>